Hello and welcome to the podcast Becoming the Influential Me. I'm Michelle Chikander and I'm thrilled to have you with me. Today I want to talk about you the t- about the time that I ugly cried at work. <laughs> um, it happens to the best of us, uh, but for me it was unfortunate that it happened in front of somebody else. So, but I'm not ashamed of it. I'm really proud and I really wanted to break that moment down because ultimately it's important for us to have conversations about these things. I don't have an educational element to this podcast. It is just about me sharing a story with you. So you know how the saying goes, salt water fixes everything, right? Whether it's the ocean, whether it's tears, whether it's sweat, salt water fixes things. Well, that was my moment. Let's start before the moment that this crying, ugly crying moment happened at work. Um, What had happened a few years ago, so a few years back before that. So I remember when I was at university, I was commuting from um, our house in London, commuting to university, in Surrey and one day I got to the train station at something like 7.53 and the train was just le- was supposed to leave at 7.52 and I could see the train leaving the station and I bawled my eyes out. I literally wept because the train <laughs> had left um, and I remember just feeling so hollow and I I just so like oh my gosh like I can't believe this is happening in that moment I then remember it was at Waterloo station and I remember I then ran into a a, an acquaintance or a friend and I was just thinking of all days I don't cry any day and today is the day that I bump into somebody and I remember she said to me you know everything's going to be okay and she said are you okay and I said I'm fine but I couldn't really articulate why I was crying fast forward maybe six or seven or eight years later, I'm at work, um, having a normal day. Uh, I, I was in the can- Canadian office, and I remember this like it was just, I loved, I, I, I still do love traveling for work. It's one of my, my joys. So what I typically do on a day where I'm traveling abroad is I find a gym, and, and in Canada, they've, they've got this amazing boot camp that I love to go to, wake up every morning, even though I'm jet lagged, for the 6, 6 a.m. class, because it's incredible. Um, fitness factory if anybody wants to know uh, but but I go to my, my bootcamp class I'm pumped for the day I'm jolly for my colleagues and I show up uh, ready to work and then I remember I had a meeting with one of my colleagues who uh, worked one-to-one with some of our clients uh, she was more of a, a um, understanding like a strengths coach and I remember walking into her office and we were supposed to have a session together for half the day and I sat there and she said, Michelle, how are you? It's so good to see you. How are you? And I remember in that moment, just tears started rolling down my eyes. And you know when you're having that moment where you're thinking, why am I crying? Why am I crying? These tears have to stop. Like, right now, I'm at work. We can do this at home, but right now, I'm at work. (laughs) Um, So the tears have to go away. And I said... I'm fine. And I was sort of choking up. And she said, Michelle, you're not fine. What's happening? And I said, I don't know. I just feel like everything has gotten on top of me. 
And I just feel, you know, in this moment, necessarily in my life, I feel overwhelmed by everything. And she was like, what do you mean? Is Do you have problems at work? I was like, no, work is great. She said, do you have problems in your personal life? I was like, yeah, my personal life is mm, interesting. Because um, I was going through a lot of personal issues. Um, and, you know, she asked me all these questions. And, and, and once she discovered that ultimately in that room, I just needed to cry, she let me do that. So for basically 10 minutes, she just watched me bawl my eyes out. And the more she just was compassionate and gave me tissue and got me water, the more I cried. And once I finished crying, I was like, right, I think I'm ready for this session. And it was almost spiritual because obviously I was there to have a discussion about our strength and how we coach. And, and you know, she was there to like educate me on both the way I do things and also the way that I could learn. And I feel like the universe was saying to me, you cannot start this process without clearing out some stuff. Now, why am I sharing this with you? I'm sharing this with you because frustration hits people in different ways. We are currently, hopefully coming to the end um, of a pandemic. And, you know, a lot of us, especially if you're a driver like me or you're somebody who enjoys results and who's, who's responsible, we carry a lot. We carry a lot on our shoulders and we are expected to keep moving and to keep driving and to keep getting results and to keep everything in balance at home, at work and whatever. Uh, But not only that, we expect this of ourselves. You know, I'm the kind of person that would never dream of crying at work. Like it's just, it's just never something that I would have even thought that I, I was capable of. I'm not a crier. I'm not a particularly emotional person. So, um, you know, there's this expectation that because we are intelligent, smart, personable women who have their heads screwed on, we aren't expected to be emotional. And, And by no means am I saying it is appropriate to cry at work because nine times out of 10, it really isn't. Um, but when you put everything into your work, when you are putting literally the whole of who you are into what you do. Sometimes the whole of you, who you are includes tears. And when that does happen, let's not give ourselves a hard time. But what can we do? And like I said, this is not an educational podcast. I'm just here to share with you my experience of what happened. Uh, what's happened to me and what I, I guess what I gained from that situation. What I did was when she, when my colleague went to get me water and was getting me tissue, I did not stop crying. You see, there's this impulse for us when we feel a certain emotion to sort of pat it down and say, well, no, I'm not going to do this because I'm at work. No, I really got into it. Like I was Bridget Jones on the sofa. I really let myself cry because I was like, I don't know where this is coming from and I don't know what this is, but I have to sort of allow it to happen. Now, uh, there's, there's a little bit of a caveat to that because... I knew nobody else was going to be in that office. I knew she was the only person that knew about it. And I, and I trusted her enough to know that she wasn't spreading it around the office. It's not always the case. Sometimes you do need to just, you know, find yourself somewhere else, go for a walk and do your crying thing and then come back or whatever. But for me, I was in a safe environment. So I really allowed myself to feel those feeling, feelings. And in that moment, I allowed myself to search for what what it was that was actually causing me that frustration and that that um heartache and I realized ultimately I just hadn't stopped I just had not stopped I'd been going and going and going for years and that was the moment where I suddenly felt myself in a safe environment and that was the moment where I just bawled um and so after the searching you know it was a short search because it was about 10 minutes she came back and I cried some more for maybe another 10 minutes and she said what's going on how are you and then suddenly I was like 
able to trace the feelings I was feeling. I was able to express to her that I have no sense of where I was going in my life. I, I, I was able to express to her that I feel like I'm giving it everything and I'm not getting anything back. I was able to express to her that I was finding it difficult to manage balance in my life, how much time I should spend at work versus how much time I should spend in my personal life. I expressed to her that I was envious of other people's careers and I was looking at mine and I was thinking, why am I not where I'm supposed to be? Um, where I'm supposed to be, I put that in, 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 in quotes because it's the truth. And I searched and searched and searched and I expressed all these things to her and she didn't do anything with it. She said, you know, I completely understand. And then I said to her, look, thank you so much for listening. And then we got on to the business of work. It was a light day. We had a lot of laughs that day. And, and, you know, it grew our bond, actually. To this day, I absolutely adore her, even though I haven't spoken to her in, you know, half a decade since I left that business. Um, But... I remember that being a moment of healing for me. Things, A lot of things really just clicked into place. So why am I sharing this? I'm sharing this to say sometimes we feel like when we feel sad, we've instantly got to say, oh, I feel sad, but I'm strong, but I'm, I've got to be happy and sort of turn it instantly into happiness. But there's magic, there's power in feeling what you're really feeling in going through what you're going through and not trying to rush through the process, understanding that there will, there will be a positive outcome at the end, but really feeling whatever it is that you are going through. For me, there was a lot more feeling after that meeting. Um, but like I said, that began a massive process of healing. And when I say healing, I don't necessarily mean healing from any particular thing, but healing from years of sort of not listening to myself, years of just not not prioritizing some of my, I guess, emotional needs and my welfare and my balance and all these other things. Um, But it began by really stopping and listening. So what's the purpose of me sharing this with you? I keep coming back to this point again and and then I waffle on. But it's really about... um, Using our frustrations as fuel, really listening to, okay, so what am I actually frustrated by? What am I frustrated about in my life right now? And instead of saying, yeah, I'm frustrated by this, but I've got to do this, just say, what is it? What is it that's actually going on? And really going through, I guess, a process of discovery, if you want to call it that. Um, and, And really just from there, just feeling whatever you're feeling and then after feeling we can start to come up with plans and come up with things to do but it's so important to listen to yourself to really take the time to understand what is going on with you and then deciding what you do with that afterwards but a lot of the time especially nowadays yes we're drivers yes we're getting results and yes we shouldn't wallow in self-pity and watch netflix what i'm talking about really is a deep listening to yourself And maybe you do that through meditation. Maybe you do that through journaling. But in those moments where you're frustrated, just listen. Listen to you and begin to um, think about how you, why you're feeling the way you're feeling. And from there, you can actually then create genuine healing. Okay, so let's uh, talk about some of the reasons why we're frustrated. Sometimes, and certainly if you'd asked me at that point, because my colleague asked me, she said, Michelle, what is wrong? And honestly, my first response, my instinctive response was, these tears are what are wrong, because these tears are trying to get in the way of my career. (laughs) But um, 
you know, I didn't know. And that's what I said. I said, I said, I don't know. I don't know what is causing me this level of frustration. I don't know how to, how to, how to think about it. I don't know how to conceptualize it. Well, help is at hand. A few months ago, I put together a little graphic from all, you know, all the work that I've done with women um, in their careers and men as well, to be fair, um, around frustration and why people are frustrated by their careers. And this is the, the post. You can see it on my Instagram or you can just have a look at this graphic just here. Here are some of the reasons why you may find yourself in a position where you're a little bit frustrated. The scale is obviously so big. Some people are a little bit frustrated. Some people are extremely frustrated. Some people are not frustrated at all. Um, so I just wanted to help you identify maybe some of the things that are causing you frustration. You could be frustrated because you haven't created a roadmap for yourself. Uh, many times we find ourselves in positions where we're thinking, I don't know if I can continue. And that feeling is exacerbated even more if you don't know where you're going. So if you don't have a, a, you know, a clear idea of what it is that you want, it's like running a marathon. If you don't know how long it's gonna be, it's really difficult to keep at it. But you know at some point you're gonna do it and what time you wanna do it in, and therefore you keep going. Um, number two, you don't want it badly enough to give up your guilty pleasures. You know, so sometimes we're frustrated because we want to see the results, but we're not actually putting in the inputs to, to receive those results. Um, and that was certainly true for me when I was crying at that time. I definitely hadn't put in um, as much of the work as I, as I should have for the results that I was expecting. Um, number three, you're not asking the right questions. Sometimes we get frustrated because we're not asking the right questions of ourselves. At that time, there was a question in particular that I was afraid of asking myself, and that is, Michelle, who are you? Who are you and what will you live for, right? What will, you, what will your life be about? I was scared of that question and I was skirting around it, but ultimately that moment of just blubbering my eyes out helped me to better understand that, those two questions. I'm, I'm not saying um, I got the answers because life is a journey and you know, every day I learn a little bit more. But it, I was certainly skirting around the edges of that. And by asking the right questions, I eventually managed to get out of frustration. But sometimes we are frustrated because we're not asking the wrong, the right questions. We're asking, why is Jane getting it and not me? Instead of asking ourselves, what can I do to get it? Um, we're asking, why doesn't so-and-so do this? Or how come my, what I've got isn't as good as such and such is? Instead of how can I get more out of my life? So asking the right questions helps us to um, get out of frustration, but, but when you're asking yourself the wrong questions, it's difficult. And that's why sometimes we hit frustration. Another frustrating thing is you've told yourself stories. I found, find stories about yourself that aren't true. I found my stories really tough. I told myself that everything I was gonna do would fail ultimately. So what was the point even trying? And this is one of the reasons why I was crying because I knew I wanted to do so much more, but for years and years I told myself that ultimately I'm gonna fail, so what's the point? And so I, I was in conflict. I wanted more, but I kept telling myself there's no point trying because um, ultimately it's going to fail. Okay, another one. I told myself that um, I'll do it tomorrow. Right? I was procrastinating a lot and this led me to frustration. And when I say procrastinating, I don't mean tasks. I was procrastinating things in my life. There were certain things in my life that I needed to do that I wasn't doing. And, um, and that led me to a point of frustration. And this could be a point of frustration for you as well. Um, because a lot of times we'll do the when I, then I will. 
Mm. That's not a good way to live. Um, and it's, it's, it leads to a lot of frustration. Once I can have, then I will. <sighs> yeah. Um, that's a frustration haven right there. Okay, the next one. Um, communication. You know, what happens a lot of the time with frustration is we're not communicating effectively our um, requirements, our vision, our needs, or whatever it is. And then suddenly it just drops. Just like that. Suddenly you're, you just combust after ages and ages of just doing everything, just doing everything. Just doing, you, at some point you just hit frustration and you blow up. And blowing up looks very different to different people. But, but ultimately, that is what sometimes happens to us. Okay, the next one, you have no real curiosity about the people around you. Sometimes we're frustrated because such and such should be doing this and they're not. And the lack of curiosity um, the lack of trying to understand others leads us to frustration because we're making a lot of assumptions about who people are and what they should be doing. Um, and, and, and that can be frustrating. It can be frustrating when you have a standard for people and they're not meeting it. <laughs> and um, yeah, I've been there. Um, in fact, sometimes I do go there, uh, but it's not helpful and it does lead to frustration. Okay. Another reason for frustration is you have lost your internal passion compass. That's hard. That's hard because you're frustrated because you're not in the you're not playing your game in the area of joy anymore. You're not playing your game in the area of growth anymore. You're kind of playing your game in the area of what's usual, what you've come to expect, what is normal, what is acceptable, um rather than what is possible. Okay. Another one, you haven't challenged anyone or anything. You know, for a lot of time, we spend so much of our time in frustration because we don't speak up and we don't speak out. And that can lead to frustration because we hold it all in. Everything, holding it all in, in the name of being professional and getting it together. Well, let me tell you about false choices. Remember the podcast that I did about Kamala Harris? I talked about how she's obsessed with false choices and not being put in a position where she has to, to, to accept any, any of that. And so that's a false choice. Either I express myself or I'm unprofessional. That's a false choice. There is a perfectly acceptable way of expressing yourself and still maintaining a level of professionalism and not damaging relationships. The secret is in the know-how. But when you don't know how to do that, it creates frustration. Okay. <sighs> Another thing that causes frustration a lot of time is not having a vision um, for yourself and for the people around you and not working towards that beautiful vision. Um, that can be frustrating uh, when you don't create it, but you know you want it and then you don't see it and then you get sad. Um, been there, done that, got the t-shirt on all of these, by the way. And then... Um, the last two are you don't prioritize relationships because sometimes our, our frustration out of our expectation of other people that isn't being met. But if we actually prioritize our relationships and start having conversations about things before they become a big thing, um, then we sometimes uh, stop ourselves feeling frustration, frustrated. But when we don't do that uh, and we let things build up, it can be frustrating. Okay. And then the last thing is you sacrifice your long-term goals for your immediate comfort. That immediate comfort is so short-lived. 
and that's how sometimes we end up in frustration because we've constantly sought comfort, 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 and then bam, we don't have what we want and frustration. So I shared with you some of the reasons why we may find ourselves in frustration sometimes. I'm not here to... Um, to tell you what's right or what's wrong or to educate you on how you should deal with frustration at this stage. But I am here to tell you that it's okay. It's okay to feel all of these things and it's more important to diagnose what your what the source of your frustration is so that we can use it as fuel. But let's not jump to that bit. Let's just be in the in, in present with our negative emotions and present with our negative, um, they're not negative, but with with the feelings that don't feel so great. And, and the reason being, it's important to understand what you're going through and to allow your system to process it before we get to the process of fixing it. Okay, so that is everything from me. Now you hopefully know a little bit more about me because now you know I ugly cried at work. Um, and you know that I grew from it and I learned from it, but I did also allow myself to go through that process of actually crying and experiencing it. So. As you navigate the day to day and as you're going through your career and as you're going through the pandemic and and navigating all the challenges that come alongside that, it's super important that you listen to yourself, allow yourself to feel things good and bad and don't always rush to the conclusion. The process is powerful and the process is necessary and the process is what keeps us uh alive and what keeps us moving. I will share one last thing with you. I heard a saying and I absolutely loved it. And the saying was something along the lines of, I'm paraphrasing here, but the women that break the glass ceiling, I think it was from Kamala Harris, the women that break the glass ceiling are left with the shards in their skin. Think about that for a moment. Let that sink in. Because I think sometimes when we think of women that are breaking glass ceilings, we think of them going through this journey of superwoman, you know, seamlessly shattering, you know, the, the ceiling, the metaphorical ceiling. But actually, the truth is, it's usually hard and it's usually fraught with some kind of challenge and some kind of pain. Um, and so when that happens, it's important not to brush that aside and use it to say, I shouldn't be so weak. No, sometimes it is demonstrating your your strength and where you are going in your journey. Um, I've had several moments in my career where I've cried, not all of them in public. <laughs> in fact, only two of them were in public, but most of the times they're done in private. And so don't beat yourself up when you find yourself in a situation of frustration. It's important to understand where you are in your journey and to use that as, as fuel. But using it as fuel doesn't mean rushing through the process. It's about understanding it and analyzing it and then getting to the end of it. I've spoken a lot and I hope you're not frustrated with me as a result of it. Um, I'm really looking forward to next week's episode because next week I'm starting a three-part series. For those of you that followed me for have followed me for a little bit, you know I love my series. Um, so next week I'm I, I'm so inspired by this idea of the choosing to challenge, you know, International Women's Day. So I've brought together three women that for me embody what challenge is, and I'm interviewing them, and then you'll get that as a three-part series, and I absolutely cannot wait. This is also a part of my uh, training, so I'm launching a new training um this week so 
if you don't know about it yet, you know, sign up, subscribe, Michelle at theinfluentialme.com or, you know, sign up at theinfluentialme.com and we'll sign you up. Um, and yes, I'm really looking forward to this training. So if you're not a part of it already, please make sure you sign up. Any questions, just email me. And I love to hear your thoughts about um, the podcast as well. If you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment, subscribe. I absolutely am um, in awe and, and, and I'm grateful for the people that consistently listen to this podcast. And I just want to thank you and I appreciate all your feedback. Until next week. I really liked you.